This is Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from An Expat's Russia, where we answer your questions about what it's like to live, work, and travel in Russia. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. Today we're going to talk about how much money you can make teaching English in Russia. Also, just another quick side note, if you like the videos that we're creating, like each of them below. It really helps the YouTube algorithm. Marcus, I know you have way more English teaching experience than I do in Russia, so maybe you can kind of start off. Like, what can someone reasonably expect? How much money can they actually make teaching English in Russia? Um, okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna start with the range. Um, I would say, me personally, and many teachers that I've worked with, um, they have made anywhere from about fifty or sixty thousand rubles per month to upwards to 500,000 rubles per month. And some sure. some positions are in dollars or euros or pounds with, you know, elite families. So, let's right. start with the let's start with the low end. Um, now you're going to be if you're if you're good with people um, and generally, you know, people you have some you're charismatic, you have energy. Personality, you have some personality. Per, you right? have a good personality, <laughs> but, um, and you don't necessarily have qualifications. Like, you can do conversational classes, and you should mm -hmm. be making, with private lessons, at least 100,000 rubles per month. I would say 100 to 200. Now, it completely depends, just because it depends how many lessons you, you want to take on. Now, under the 100,000 ruble mark per month, you will be, if you're, if you're at a language school or maybe a kindergarten, that um, maybe part-time kindergarten, if it's private kindergarten, you should be upwards to 100 or over. Um, right. But uh, let's say you're at a language school, you kind of do your minimum hours, 15, 20 hours, maybe 10 to 20 hours, depending on the, the language school. Um, you should be, and then you don't do any private teaching, then you'll probably be doing between 60 and 80,000 rubles per month, whether you have qualifications or not, actually, because now, now of course, the competition in Moscow is, is higher. In 2005, when I was first there, it, it wasn't so high, but um, you know, definitely having qualifications, having a, a bachelor's degree, having studied English, linguistics, uh, some kind of language, something to have on paper is definitely going to get you in the door over other candidates who don't. Well, I have a question. So one of the things that I noticed when I was in Russia um, teaching English in the very beginning was that these qualifications, um, I wouldn't say that they were required because there was still a super high demand. But where they were required, I found that those were often some of the lowest paid jobs. Because in my yes. experience, like an elite, an elite family, they're much more consider, concerned about whether you're a likable person, you're going to engage with their kids, for example, if they're teaching, you're going to be teaching yes. children. Or um, when I taught business English, they wanted to know that I knew and could converse about, you know, US business topics and what was going on in right. the business world. So even someone who has lots of teaching experience and has taught English around the world, um, you know, if you can't hold a conversation about finance, then, you know, business people aren't going to want to actually have lessons with you. So I think there's a right. balance, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So I found that when you switched from being from working with adults and um, young adults, and you went down to in age, and you started working with kids, where you had to have you know more um, energy and um, just more you were more playful, but also you know talking all the time. That's mm -hmm. where qualifications on paper, of course, you know having some kind of experience in a kindergarten or, or children's camp or something would, would probably put you above other candidates, but um, they weren't so strict. Families just wanted you to get along with their kid and start speaking. So um, right. I found that business clients were very um, demanding. You know, they would want to see your resume before they, they um, hired you or the, or the, you know, the class or the company. And you think, well, this is a this is a business class. They're like beginners. Why? They can't even talk about business yet. <laughs> right. So right. I thought I thought that was odd. But um, yeah. So let's talk about uh, prices per hour. Um, sure. I think that's what most people want to know. Right. So there's quite a few, you know, uh, factors that uh, come into play. Now we're talking about prices in Moscow. You can talk about um, prices in St. Petersburg. I don't know. Sure. You know, I know there's a difference. But in Moscow, uh, let's say you were doing a 45 to 60 minute lesson. You went to the you know, person's house, office. Um, typically, it's anywhere from you know, 1,000 to five or 6,000 rubles. Um, practically, uh, for a native speaker who's a, a good teacher, um, you should be seeing prices at three to five thousand rubles per mm -hmm. sixty minutes, and that kind of it includes your travel to to the family to the to the client. So when we're talking about private private lessons, then you know you would be traveling to their to their place of where you're going to have the lesson. One important thing to remember, I think, Marcus, is that um, if you go through a language school for placements at wealthier families, they're going to take a very big cut of your salary. So, and they're going to try to lowball you as much as possible. So knowing what the going rate is, is very important actually, because what I found was that, you know, a good school will pitch you out to some, you know, wealthy business person, they'll say 1500 rubles per hour. You think 1500 rubles per hour, that's so low. And they're going to charge that person, you know, 7,000 rubles an hour or 8,000 rubles an hour, or sometimes more. Um, and so you really have to know what you're worth. And I would say if you have any relevant experience or you have a background in whatever field is that you're going to be talking about with the potential student, you, the bargaining chips are on your side. Um, and I, I think you shouldn't settle in a case where you're going to teach at a family's place for two or more hours at a time. I mean, you shouldn't accept less than 4,000 rubles per hour today in Moscow for something like that. If it, definitely if you have to travel there, right? Um, now, if you go through a company like a language school, for example, um, not even a language school, but a, a, an agency that places you with business client, like business groups, um, for a lot of the multinational companies will have like English for their, for their uh, employees. employees. Right. And what will happen is um, there's kind of a, the companies, 
they cannot go to you directly unless you are, you know, have your. Um, you need to have a legal entity set up. You need to, have, yeah, exactly. Right. So, so what happens is they go to an agency. They pay five thousand rubles per hour. The agency, typically, the normal price is between two thousand and three thousand rubles per hour. They'll pay you, um, and so the company that you'll actually be, you know, working with, whose employees you'll be working with, um, they go through the agency to to streamline everything. Right. And you'll you'll typically get half or even less than half. So, um, but if you're doing private lessons, you you go through an agency that they take a percentage of the um, contract from the client. Then you'll be paid much more per hour because the agency got their commission, and then it's it's basically you get paid directly every time. So, right. Right. So I think one kind of last thing we should touch on here, Marcus, is, um, you know, we talked about kind of the average. If somebody wanted to make on the upper end of the range that we were talking about in the beginning for private lessons, so you were saying between one and 6,000 rubles, like what would someone have to really do to make 6,000 rubles an hour? And how could they, uh, you know, how many hours a week do you think it would be feasible for them to actually teach at that type of rate? Yeah, so the first thing that you want to do, if you're if you're located in Moscow or you know St. Petersburg, Moscow is easier just because of the metro system. So if you don't have a car, for example, most most don't, you need to um, live in a place where most of the higher paying clients are are um, you know located. So that's uh, the west of Moscow on the blue line or the uh, mm -hmm. the purple line. Um, that's because um, between clients you want to minimize the time that you're going so if you're able to do that you can increase your hours for with private clients quite quite a lot so um, that's pretty much the key minimize your your uh, transit Travel time, time. and um, I would say you know also real, really quick, busy, real quick Marcus real quick I want to say why we keep sort of focusing on this, I know we've talked about it in other videos, minimizing the travel uh -huh. time. We talk about when you're hired by these agencies to go out to teach lessons. I've never heard of people actually getting paid for their travel time. I don't think that that's a thing. And so that's why we're stressing that the travel, if you have to take an hour there and an hour back, that's two hours of unpaid time. That takes a two hour lesson to a four hour lesson and your you know, rate per hour is, is half of what you actually think it is. So you need to keep that in mind. That's that's why we keep stressing that. Right. So when I was at kind of my uh, peak, I guess, I would organize all my lessons in one area as best I could, minimize my transit time. I would have maybe max 30 to 35 teaching hours. So not including transit time, but I was on transit a lot and a lot of teachers who I know as well. Um, but then at certain points, I would just say to different clients, I would say, I can't come for less than two hours or I can't come for less than three hours because I knew they had siblings or, you know, a parent and, and I would work with the whole family or, you know, multiple um, employees at a company. And that was much, much easier Then you'd get more. Right. You could even I, I even gave them a discount. I say, you know what, I'd, I'd rather come for, you know, three to five hours if I was talking to a company 
and then give them a discount per hour because I didn't want to travel so much. So, right, you're not you're not working private or corporate lessons more than thirty hours a week, or or if you are, you're you're busy all the time. So, you're hustling. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, well, I think the. I was going to say the last thing is um, the the second point. So minimize your transit time, and then the second um, kind of piece of advice is um, understand your strength. Meaning, if you're doing general English, then you could probably get you know a lot of clients. But if you specialize in a few things like TOEFL, uh, TOEFL test preparation, prep. yeah. IELTS prep. Um, what's like um, even some ACT of the or the SAT entrance exams, yeah. Um, GMAT, else, well, LSAT, very not so um, popular, but um, any like uh, British um, the A levels program, the Cambridge, yeah, A levels. Um, what's another one? So a lot of a lot of people. A lot of kids, for example, or, or teenagers, they are already at international schools and they right. want math or history. So if you can add those types of things to your, to your resume and advertise them, then those are also um, really good ways to get in the door and uh, you know, charge, charge more. Right, exactly. And the only other thing I would add as we wrap it up here is in addition to having you know, like the English standards types of uh, experience it's also very important is different types of business experience so teaching english to lawyers for example if you have a, a law degree is quite lucrative same goes for finance or any other type of uh, business where people are looking and doing business internationally from moscow so that that would be my advice i think if you're going to try to maximize the amount of money you can earn like marcus said you need to have like an area that you focus on geographically you need to find a couple families where you can teach two to three members of the family. For example, when I was in St. Petersburg, I taught a husband who was a, a you know CEO of a huge company. His wife was an HR director at a huge Russian company. And then the children were going to international schools. So I would teach between two and three of them you know, every week. And that's where you were able to make the money. And if you can do that with three or four families at the same time, that's where you can start making a lot of money really fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have nothing to add at this point, but uh, in another video, you know, if you have any other questions, uh, put them in the comments below and uh, we'll answer them. All right. See you in the next video. This was Ask an Expat with Marcus and Matt from an Expat Russia. We hope you enjoyed the video. And if you have a question about Russia, let us know in the comments. We'll answer it in another video.